Adan and I were able to get early screenings of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, this is scored at 96%. The audience has not yet put in their two cents. Cowabunga, dude. Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. Madan. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoiler alert. So this is the 11th incarnation of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Live action and animation. The early ones with Ernie Race Jr. You have the, the Fupal ones by Michael Bay. You have the one with them joining Batman. So not all theatrical releases but consider as full-length features. And yes, I did count. There's 10 of them. The included was like the tour, I guess they made like... The musical tour, one. All that stuff, right. So but consider they filmed it, they released it on DVD or what have you. Mm -hmm. So, And there was the live-action one with the female turtle. Uh, I remember that too. It was a series. It was a series. Anyway. How was your theater experience? Uh, not bad. It was actually pretty, I wouldn't say, uh, it was actually pretty, fill it was a small theater. And so they filled it up pretty well. I mean, clearly, a lot of kids were there. Um, a lot of kids. Um, okay, real quick. Do you think this is made for kids? I think uh, kids will enjoy it. Like kids were standing and like applauding for it. There were definite, but that's, that's a lot of things with a lot of kids movies. There's always those lines that are like, it will go above the kid's head. For the parents to be like, that's cutting it kind of close. Well, for me, it felt like it was made for our generation. This is produced by Seth Rogen. He's around our age. And that's what it felt. It felt like it was geared to my demographic. Yes, kids could see it because it has that cartoon effect and it's PG. But for most of the part, I didn't think this was meant or directed to kids, maybe teenagers and up. But definitely not like eight-year-olds or lower. No, no. There was definitely kids that age group in my theater of like eight-year-olds and younger. Right. And and there's one is like actually telling his mom, can you put this on pause? Like that's the kind of mentality where you see stuff at home that, yes, you can put on pause. You can change whatever. He was done after 15 minutes. He was like, I'm, I want to go. And he was just like jumping around, moving around. The kids in my theater, they ages like. Boom, locked in. And they well, did. For the most part, yeah. yes. No, no, not for the most part. They were locked. It was actually one of the teenagers that was like, got up and started clapping at one point. <laughs> oh, no, it was entertaining. But let's continue with in the sense of your theater experience. So you were yeah. saying that, so more of like the teenagers were more vocal. Yeah, at like at one point, like near the end, like when uh, like everything was like, I call it the Godzilla ending. Oh, yeah, the, the Gaiju. Like the Kaiju, but like when everything was said and done. And that's why I say, like, uh, the Godzilla ending, because when Godzilla was redone and, like, he, it defeated the monsters, everybody was like, oh, applauding Godzilla, applauding Godzilla. <laughs> He's our hero. No, no, man. So, like, everybody was just on their side. And so that's why I call it the Godzilla ending. But, yeah, one one kid, uh, I call him a kid, he was a third teenager. He was like, boom, just started clapping. And, like, I thought he thought for a moment that everybody else would start clapping, and they didn't. <laughs> like, every, like you could clearly see people, like, look at him, and then they, uh -huh. he just, like, after, like, two to three claps, he stops. Like, oh, what again? Why Why did he clap again? What, what part? Right after the whole Superfly Kaiju, 
where uh, like uh, everybody starts like to tell you like, oh, you're our heroes and da 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 da. So when they're gonna accept it? Yeah, exactly. You, I, you would have thought it would have been like the eight year olds and doing that. No, instead right. those kids were singing at the end with the, the credit songs on the well, before the mid credits yeah. thing. They were hyped for the music. Well, I, the music score for this or the music used for this movie was awesome. Yes, I agree. I was like, again, it was my age group, my time where the musical thing, you know, hip hop and classic hip hop played. And I, I fully enjoyed it. I mean, I liked it. Kim, on the other hand. She wasn't doing on it? No, she did not. She was like, you should have came by yourself. Was she not an Ice T fan? That was Ice Cube, by the way. He reminded me of Ice T though. I kept but, thinking Ice T because like he kept quoting lines, and I'm like, that that's something. Yeah, his lines, his I, old lines. When he came out, he said one line I forgot from one of his songs. Like, this is uh, not like today's a good day. It was more like NWA days. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He came a line, but I, that was that's, 50 percent right. It was ice. For my uh, theater. Whereas a lot of kids, like you said, it was packed. Like I texted you earlier that we had to change seats because when we first got the seats, mm. it was relatively empty. No one was sitting next to us originally. I went to check. Let's see how the seats are. Before you know it, it's packed where we got. And I said, babe, we got to change the seats. She's like, fuck. So we, did, we canceled our seats. We got a little closer to the screen, but it wasn't so bad. Mm. And we're able to sit where no one's around us. But yet we have that kid and her mom sit right in front of us. And then she's on her phone right away. Got to take a picture of the sun, you know, blah, blah, blah. Put Got to put on Instagram. She's doing all this, not prior to the showing. Oh, during the movie? During the movie. So she's the one that like the credits, like literally says, please put away your phones. Don't do this. Of course. Yeah. But, the, but do people pay attention to that or be respectful of that? Right? No. But this is what, I said to Kim, I want to put my flashlight on. And what does Kim do? She gets out her phone, puts on the flashlight, gives it to me. So I put the flashlight right on her. The teamwork. She looks at us like as if we're in the wrong. Then she just puts her phone gently down. It's like, then the phone's off. I was like, boom. But then her kid, like I said, started getting anxious. He's like on top of her lap. He's moving and Kim is just getting the ass. And I was like, but babe, I mean, I mean it's like the kid. kid for making that statement. I'm like, how many times have I been in the theater and have you been in the theater? And we love her, but mom will be like, can you pause the movie? Or what's going on? It's like that. But I know that's a mom. I get it. That's an, she's an adult. This is a kid. <laughs> this is a kid. The worst thing we're exceptions for the child. <laughs> the child don't know well, better. But the, the, the thing is, this cartoon, you know, like the majority of the kids who watch cartoons, they just like, yeah, no, they lock it. Freeze. Mm -hmm. They're like, dead. it doesn't matter. But he was done. He was, I guess. Maybe he's just not special Ninja Turtles fan or like he just wasn't enjoying it. Surely. No, I just, and that, and that, that's fine. It, anyway, so the writers here, Seth Rogen is one of the main writers. Mm -hmm. He's also a producer. Evan Goldberg, directed by Jeff Rowe and Kyler Spears. You have the voice talents of, and here I go again, because I know I'll mess up some of these names and I apologize in advance, but Natasha Dimitrio, Ayo Edibury, Rose Byrne, Jackie Chan, John Cena, Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, Gino Carlo Esposito, Maya Rudolph, Ice Cube, not Ice T, Nicholas Cantu, Brandy Noon, Michael Abay, Ose Malone, I didn't know he was in that, Hannibal Burris, Shaman Brown, 
there's a lot more, but that's what they have listed here. I thought this movie was fun. It was entertaining. I was laughing. I was getting the references. I was loving the music. I was loving some of the action. Mm -hmm. And I love the animation of this. It kind of falls, it falls in the line of into the Spider-Verse style, but not as the difference. Well, yeah, it was like, it's, it's a little rough. Like you have the, the human faces all distorted. You have like other yeah, things. I was going to say that. Like, like you see 95% of the human faces are all like slanted or mm -hmm. angled. And even the vehicles, like you, you'll see the vehicles, like a car is, uh, for the most part, is rectangular, not a like a trapezoid. Like, Right. I wonder that as a creative choice in the sense of less how the turtles, their point of view, they see it, like animals see it. Because, you know, like dogs are colorblind. Mm. So are we seeing it through their eyes? Because the turtles itself, themselves look fine. Yeah. For the most part. Or maybe it's more like uh, one of those like perception point of views, not like as in like biolo uh, biological, but like mental. Like they grew up seeing humans through their mentor's eyes as virtual monsters they hate them they'll be operated on they'll be all this other stuff so the general public to them perceived distorted oh you know like not quite until they see like april and i don't know love at first sight i'm that kind of gaze to quote was it mikey he says he hit puberty all at once but here's the thing, like, I was a fan of Ninja Turtles growing up in the sense of the comic, not the comic, excuse me, of the cartoon. Yeah. Back in the day on Fox. And then I rewatched the most, not the most recent, but the 3D animation Ninja Turtles on Netflix, which was originally on Nickelodeon. And then Nickelodeon came out with another one, but more like 2D animation. But I watched one episode and I just couldn't get it. It was just too, too silly. But in the 3D animated, series it was donatello who had the hots for april mm. here is leonardo yeah and that was funny because i was watching some of the other stuff it was like michelangelo or Raphael, depending on your iteration it's like mm -hmm. so each version has had a, like a crush at least once on april i remember the live action they all did at the same time all yeah. four of them the first the, the original animation one uh, i feel like mikey had the biggest live action live action yeah but they all did and april here is different yes she has the yellow jacket but this time she's black or she's mixed o'neill is a irish name mm -hmm. you know obviously there she's mixed down the line unless the, uh, the ancestors not the answer yeah her ancestors were slaves and no no but a lot of times also a lot of slaves were forced to take on their master's last name that's true too but um it, as far as like the original comic creators if i remember correctly they never created her to be of one particular ethnicity. She she did have like almost like dreadlock hair, like darker hair. Well, yeah, never did. Right. They never declared that she was a redhead or anything. That was more of a choice made for the cartoon that originally mm -hmm. came out. So they actually changed her style. She's probably more to what she was originally designed as in this iteration and probably in other recent iterations than back in the day from what we grew up with. Right. I have to say that I have to give that to Seth Rogen because Seth Rogen is a stickler to original concept. Mm -hmm. So that was probably more like in that way that he wanted to be how she originally was conceived to be here. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. I didn't have a problem her not being white as we've grown up many, you know, for many years. 
on the animation. This is a long feature. It's over 90 minutes. It's almost 100 minutes long. We stayed for, to see if there's any end credits, there's only one indicated that this could be a sequel, especially with the villain that they showed. A lot of callback to the originals, especially one. And can you point out that one? I probably saw it and then it just left my mind at the same time. Well, you didn't see it. You heard it. Then hit me with it. When they go to rescue or take back O'Neill's scooter. Yeah. They're in the chop shop. Yeah. And they're fighting. Mm-hmm. And one of them, the thugs, hit a machine. Or maybe they did. I can't remember. It was so fast. that happened. Music starts playing. Oh, uh, ninja! Yeah, that, that was so go ninja, go ninja go. That was actually from the. Uh, I did hear that, and uh, that reminded me. That was actually from Teenage Mutant um, uh, Ninja Turtles to Secret. Of the- yes, yes. And who was it? Vanilla Ice. Ice. He ha- he had that song, and you and I went to see that in the theaters. I don't remember seeing that in theaters. I do. Oh yeah, that movie and enjoyed it as a kid. Yeah, we went together because I wanted to see it, and I remember that I saw girls from my high school in front of me they're like a grade or so below me mm-hmm. i think they were i think they were freshmen or sophomores they were in a row before me that time villa ice was at his peak they they went to see that movie just to see him and in that movie he's in it for five minutes maybe yeah he was singing and then he switched up to uh like uh ninja rap when he showed up on screen and like i said they were in front of me all I saw was hands up as if they're trying to grab him from the screen. Like, oh my God. Oh, oh Lord. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, if there was cell phones at that time in the sense of like smartphones, you would those shit. No, no. Those screens would have been like flashing on, like the, the, the flash of the camera would have been on. And I remember also that someone was bobbing the crap out of me during that. Like I was looking down and someone was hitting my head. I'm like, what the hell? Who's touching me? And then one time at, when the movie is over, someone just like, makes my head move. I'm like this. And I look back. I was like, oh, sorry. I'm like, fuck off. Everybody, in case you're wondering where Angel gets it from about not sitting near people. Yes. That's one of them. <laughs> That's one of the reasons. We literally have a godfather that has sworn off going off of theaters. I don't think he's been to a theater in like 30 or 40 years because of such experiences. Even though I'm an atheist, God bless him. <laughs> I don't blame him. People are just so entitled and rude and disrespectful and, and inconsiderate of others. And I just effing hate that. But mm-hmm. so many good movements, so many good moments, excuse me. And like I said before, there are other callbacks to other films mm-hmm. of the Ninja Turtles, but there's all the callbacks to other films they enjoyed. Oh, also, before I get into that, did you notice that there are Easter eggs, but not just to films? but to people. Did you notice the Michael Jai White poster in the background? No, I did not. I, uh, uh, of course, I did see where they were using like real images of real people. Oh, that was funny. The, the three Chris's. The three Chris's, the Ferris Bueller. This, uh, like, that was like just Chris. And- but I like that because it was not animated. It was real footage from the film. And also with the three Chris's. Are they mannequins? No, they're not mannequins. No, they're the cardboard cutouts. Right. But, um, that also goes into why I was thinking, like, is their perception of how they see reality of people? Because, mm-hmm. like, in Ferris Bueller, they were, they were talking about, like, that's, like, the perfect life. And people accepted us. That's how things would be. All clean and crisp and people will love us. And the Chris Pines and Hemsworth and... No, no, and, not Hemsworth. Oh, uh, Pratt. Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, and, and Chris Pine. 
There should have been four. There should have been four there. That's four. I know, yeah. But also, they had that, the Michael Jai White, mm -hmm. famous shirtless, deep pants with belt, him doing that pose, but also Shokusugi, the ninja guy. Oh. It was the Nine Deaths of the Ninja poster, but modified. It was a poster that I like. I kept going back to the martial arts scenes when they were training montage. And but that poster, that, that poster was in their bedroom. The Michael Jai White was in the dojo. Yeah, I believe the it. The ninja poster was in the bedroom, built, I think, by Donatello or Leonardo. It would have been by, by Leo. I think Leo had a poster similar. Yeah. He he was the one that had like a, like his, I remember it was right after like the Ferris Bueller on it around his bed area. Mm -hmm. Now that you're mentioning it. And that's a deep cut. Shokusugi, that's like when I was a kid. You all don't think you were even born yet. Maybe you were. Maybe you're like maybe you're like one one year old. They were showing some Shaw Brother films in there. Oh my God! Yes, I was ballistic. I was like, I was like, I was like, some like and some good deep cut Shaw Brothers too. I was like, I think I like I remember. I just couldn't remember the names. Oh yeah, they had they had Master Killer, aka Thirty Six Chambers of Death, Two Champs of Shaolin. They had oh man, there were so many I just can't remember, but. Yeah, they have some great Shaw Brothers they use as references. Yeah. Which is great. And also, I like that too in the sense of like we saw, this is another origin story. I think this is the third or fourth incarnation of the origin where right. Splinter learned it from watching other films or watching it from the films because the other ones were incarnation where Splinter was already like a master of the art. Mm -hmm. He was already trained. Either he watched his master and he learned it. He was following him like the live action one did, or he was already human and transformed into a rat. I like this way or this variation of they all learn together. Yeah, it makes sense. It kind of makes sense, even though it's silly and then it's like how you learn, but it made sense here. Do you have a favorite moment? For me, I like the it really picked up after April showed up. I think that was really good for them because uh, I was okay. And then after I uh, picked up, the action just got so much better. I actually liked the montage scene that they did busting up the uh, the crime lord bosses or whatever when they were trying to uh, investigate Superfly and they were trying to find his next task. And they, they were... Uh, yes, like uh, it was like, um, even though it was a, a mashup. Yeah. But they showed you like how like they, they worked. They worked one guy, one group, and it they, they led to the other guy. They led to the guy who looked like a rat. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, like that Deadpool scene where he's like just trying to investigate and I'll go through all those other moments. But the fighting in that scene I thought was real good. Uh, like when you see the brothers and there's like a synergy of how they all technically fight similar but different at the same time. And they're just going through all the people. I'm like, yeah, kind of like I, I enjoyed that scene a lot. Right, but you even know it's like is it's the first time, not necessarily the the first time, because prior to that, to the chop shop is yeah. when they really had to really glide to what they were learning. Agreed. It was the first time in the hot seat. The first time they had to really get physical. And yes, you see that where where they're going after the goons and trying to find the main person, or leading up to that, they got more confident. Mm -hmm. But for me, my favorite scene was Splinter's fight. So good. That was so good. But why was it so good? Why was it so good? Oh, there was a number of reasons, but he was crisp. <laughs> like, 
if you look at it again, is all Jackie Chan style. Absolutely. He's using chair. He's great. He's using environment. He's, he's spinning. He's, di he's dodging on the chair and countering and attacking. So I thought I was he, perfect. The, you know, the moment he gets injured doing one thing, even though it's to show that he's old, but that's also a very Jackie Chan thing. Like when he's fighting, he's looking really good. And then he's like stretching his back like, oh. <laughs> exactly. That's for me was, that's what stood out for me. It was the, the best one. Yeah, you have the kids doing their thing, but then you have here the old man who has to come in and protect his kids, but is also in the style of Jackie Chan, who is voiced by Jackie Chan. Yes. I yeah. like that full circle. Like a circle. And then it leads into the whole talking with April. I was like, what is that? Is that a milking machine? He was like, it's not a milking machine. He's like, it says milks the milker 2000. And oh, another good scene is the the first car chase scene when they have the van and they like hit the brakes and everybody flies out the window and then they're all going after him. He's like, you need to stop, Superfly. And you're like, this is your last chance. Supervise almost here. It's not going to be good for you. He's like, it's not good right now. It's going to be worse. And Donnie's like, he's, he's mollywopping me. <laughs> I like the gecko. And that was Paul Rudd. Yeah, everybody liked it. And that was awesome. He was awesome. It was like also like another origin in the sense of he was a skateboarder, which will lead the turtles to be skateboarders. Yeah. You didn't see him skateboard prior to that. So the funny thing is all those characters, I remember them from the animation. And I know they were also in the cartoon. The old, uh, like, I mean, the OG cartoon. The toys and the comics. The only one I don't remember was was she a roach? The one that was the the guy with the uh, turgeon. Yeah, I think so. I, should, I was totally disgusting. I was like Ugh. talking about disgusting. April O'Neil, her throw up scene. That reminded me of Family Guy, but it reminded yeah. me of Family Guy because they kept going with it over the top and excessive. Yeah, and, but and I was surprised. I don't know why it reminded me of Garbage Pail Kids. Well, she was plump like one. No, she was. She was not thin. She was thick. Yeah. And the garbage pail kids were not thin. They were all thick. Yeah, true. I'm, I'm just thinking about that scene, though. Otherwise, right. I didn't think. Oh, you, oh you're talking that. about the movie. You're talking about the movie of Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. Where that kid threw up on the villa. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, now, now that it's coming to me. Because the way it came out, that's now that, I'm, now that you mentioned that scene, is the way that it came out of her, maybe we're talking about this way too much. <laughs> Made me think about that movie. That's a, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a deep cut for you guys. If you do, who, who don't see that, but anyway, let's get away from the disgusting yeah. subject. Okay, so we talked about our favorite parts. Was there a weak part for you? A weak moment? The beginning just felt a little bit too long. But like I said, it picked up for me after April came in. The movie was short in the first place, but mm -hmm. it felt longer than a hour and forty minutes. What in the beginning? The Baxter. Baxter was cool, but technically probably didn't need Baxter. Because like in I remember in the original yeah, Baxter turned into the fly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he wasn't like he created a, a, or was it Baxter that made yeah, Baxter turned into the fly, he made robots. Right. And here, and they made it look like Baxter is no more. So unless they say he comes back as a, you know, machine making scientist, really they could have just been like Superfly created, da 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 da. And then flashback, which they did do. They did do a flashback with Superfly. You're right. Double flashback. 
I mean, I wasn't I wasn't too bothered by it, but I see your point. They could have omitted that and exactly and just get into it. We see the turtles, and because they told they told their story, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't long, it just felt long. And I mm-hmm. think that could have helped shorten that feeling out. Right. No, you're right. What about you? Was there anything you could have done without or was uh, that didn't feel good for you in this film? I didn't have one until you mentioned that flashback, the, the, the beginning part, which, yeah, they cut that out. It, it, they, again, it was not needed. Yeah. I would have liked to know more about the female villain, the sense who was trying to get the ooze, played by Maya Rudolph. I can't remember if she was in the comic or if she was in the cartoon. The OG cartoon. They that cartoon ran for a long time, so they introduced a lot of characters. Right. Oh, talking about that, also Easter eggs. In the credits, you saw the original artwork of the animation, the original animation. Oh, yeah, 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 you did. The heads and all that stuff. I like that. And they did Carol Kawabunga in Mm -hmm. this where, I don't know who threw it, the vial going to the, the bloodstream. One of them, I can't remember who threw it in. It said Kawabunga. I think it was Michael. That was the first attempt for throwing it. Well, whoever said it said Kawabunga. It, it was Michael. Was it Michael? Yeah. The Nickelodeon 3D animation, they didn't say Kawabunga. They said Uyashaka, which I was like, I don't get it, but okay, I like it. But And it would have been nice if they had that reference to it mm. as well. Overall, it was a solid movie. I was entertained. Again, going back to the music used, awesome. The Jackie Chan one. The fight scene was splinter. I was wondering, was like the music was from Scarface. Take it to the limit. And yes. I was looking, I was like, yes, I was, I, re- I was thinking as the music was going, I'm hearing, take it to the limit. Right. I'm thinking, like, what movie is this from? And then I was when the person or people got the phone out and had to look. I had to see who it was from. And there he goes, Scarface. I was like, okay. It makes sense. But it's probably first used on Scarface. What was that? I think they used Take It to the Limit on multiple films, but I think it was first used. No, I think, no, no, definitely, definitely Scarface. Yeah. But then they finished it with like something ninja. It No, it was like a whisper or something like that. It was like, it was a, like I'm a ninja power. Yes, I'm a ninja, right. It was for something else. So they cut that in. Besides the Easter eggs of the other Ninja Turtles and Scarface, as we mentioned, there was another Easter egg. That was right up your alley. What was it? it? Was on Donatello's bow staff, and you're wearing the shirt right now. Wait, they he had a Jujutsu Kaisen on his yes. the one the blindfold guy. He was on there. He was on the staff. Oh, I because I he kept talking about Attack of Titan. That was the only thing that right <laughs> Attack of the Titans. Right, but then again, his staff. You see him the the, the character. What's the character's name? Gojo. He was like in a pose, like in a fight pose, kind of like this. And I saw it all black, gray hair with the spikes, whatever, and then with the blindfold. He had the full blindfold or was it like cocked over? No. Eye? Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't zoomed in. Okay. No, because- he, had, he, had the gray, he had the gray hair or the white hair, and he had the, and it wasn't from Noroto. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. Because- There's a black suit. It wasn't not like an armor suit, like the guy, the character from Noroto. Okay. Well, then, yeah, then more likely it was Gojo. I think there's like one other character that has that same style, but yeah. But does Gojo have a full blindfold? Yeah, but that that's a, that's a, a whole thing. Everybody made fun of like Gojo because he looked like the guy from uh, Kakashi from Naruto. And then there was like another character he looked like because everybody was like, damn, 
Gojo don't look, he looks good, but he looks like everybody else. <laughs> they all do pretty much every character now, now, especially, especially since a lot of the anime characters are inspired by cats. Did you know that? I did hear that somewhere. Like, I think I sent it to you. I sent it to you. Yeah, because the eyes and like the way they're stylized. And the nose. Mm-hmm. Especially on the profile. Mm-hmm. So for those who are watching who love anime or listening, that's where you get those characters from. They're inspired by cats, not the musical. Yeah, that makes sense. Is this worth a watch? I'll say it's worth a watch. Yeah. I think it's worth the watch. It is definitely worth the watch. Is it worth the buy? Is it? Is it worth to add to your collection? I would say sure. Yeah. It it, it blows the Michael Bay's out the water. Oh, definitely. Yes. And even, even in the uh, the 3D ninja movie with Patrick. Oh, Patrick Stewart. That one. Yes. This is, well, this is more up my alley. Again, it is, it's made for us. It has those reference. It has that great music. I, as I mentioned several times already. Yeah. I didn't feel really any slow moments, That's but I do. What I just, hey, here's a full ah. Uh, Here's a full pa. Okay. How does Michelangelo have braces? They didn't explain it. I know. But like, if they're not around humans, was it Donatello who was the brains? I mean, that begs the question, like, because I was rewatching some of the old Ninja Turtles and like, they have cash and they have other items. And they're all like, this one, they at least explain, like, they have to steal to get their food and do right. their stuff. How okay, Michelangelo okay. gets braces, I don't know. I, it, unless Don or cell phones, maybe Donnie at work. That could, a, that could be involved from stealing. <laughs> no, I understand, but there's plans. Like you know, you have the plans, you got to pay for it. But so he also, uh, I think they show him as a computer guy, like hacking stuff. I mean, unless they're unless they have Wi-Fi calling or what have you. This says like, if if my phone is stolen and and, and I've lost phones. That I put in, put my phone number back onto a SIM card. That phone wow. that was stolen or lost. Cannot be used unless a new SIM card was there. Unless they do like those, um, like a burner phone. You still got to pay for it. Not legally, maybe. But that's a full pod. That's like something that's like, because mm, I'm watching. I see them have a phone. I see Splinter with an iPad, and I'm like, the iPad work. You can work as long as you have an internet connection. And that could be argued. Right. Like they could. Just have multiple routers feeding in from one section to get the internet. True, but the True. iPhone, the telephone thing, yeah, the cell phone thing—that's that's a bigger question. Yeah, I mean, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're stealing stuff and stuff like that, then you have to steal cash, and then you have to have an account. Yeah. So that makes no sense because like Donnie like, plays for, uh, Forza Four, which is uh, like, no and that's how he learned how to play. Uh, Drive a car, and you literally can't buy that. But nor did they they show him practicing or playing Forza with an actual like simulation or simulator. Yeah, we we kind of just accepted it by that point. Well, of course, of course. Uh, but again, the phone stuff. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that is our review on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Have you seen it? Probably not by the time we do this review and put it out there. But let us know what was your favorite moment. What did you like? And were there little kids in your theater? If you have a movie for us to review or a show, please email us at talesoftwobros at gmail.com or leave in the comment below. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you, too.